Welcome to the Empowering Midlife Wellness Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with midlife women's wellness and creating the best second half of life. I'm your host, Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith. I'm a board-certified gynecologist, certified menopause practitioner and hormone replacement specialist, as well as an ICF-certified life and leadership coach and lots of other things. So if you want to check me out and learn about my private practice and other offerings, my website is www www.drsusan.com. That's D-R-S-U-S-A-N.com. It's my commitment to stay neutral by not accepting advertising dollars from sponsors. So all of these episodes are offered freely. And the best way that you can help this podcast is to share it with your friends, leave a positive review, and also keep in mind this is simultaneously posted in video format on YouTube, where you can find me by searching for Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith. This week on Empowering Midlife Wellness, I have Conscious Life Coach Meg Ellis back again. She's going to be one of the co-facilitators of the upcoming retreat in November. And today we're talking about how to get what you want, how to use language in a way that helps you manifest the life that you've always wanted, and lots of other great things. Hi friends, and welcome to this week's episode. I have Meg Ellis with me again. You guys have seen her several times on this channel. So Meg is my really good friend and she is a conscious life coach, a neuro-linguistic programming expert, and a bunch of other things. So we're gonna be You nailed that. It's a hard one to say. It was hard, yay for me. Um, we shortened it to an LP for obvious reasons. And so Meg is one of the co-facilitators for the upcoming retreat in November. We'll put a link to that below. Uh, she was also at the last retreat, so we want to talk mm -hmm. about that a little bit. Yeah. But we've been working together again on some really cool things. So I wanted to talk to you about that because Meg's actually my coach. Mm -hmm. So first of all, uh, tell me what you're going to be doing at the retreat because I know we have a lot of people who are still on the fence about whether they want to come. We've only got a few spots left. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for having me on. It's been a little while since we've done this, and I always love our time together, and I loved the last retreat. If you went to the retreat, I'm, I'm sure it just, they're life-changing. Yeah, you it know? really is, yeah. And so if you are on the fence about this this next one, I will say this. I've hosted a, a lot of retreats, and I've never, and especially after the beautiful one at Mirabal, I, I've never heard one person say, I wish I didn't do that. You oh, know? that's for sure. Yeah. You will <laughs> you, not wish you didn't do it. <laughs> no, you will not regret coming. And I'm so excited about one, being in Costa Rica together. Yeah. Amazing. It's going to be amazing. And two, the theme is activating happiness. And that is something as an Enneagram 7. Uh, I love that theme. I love being happy. As a life coach, I love being happy. And I love when my clients are happy because it's all about um, living your best life ever and creating that. And that's exactly what that dedicated time is meant to do. Yeah. You know, all together so in that like-minded space. It's awesome. Right. So activating happiness. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? I mean, that's sort of the one thing that all humans share. I mean, arguably all living things share that one thing. Everybody wants to be happy, right? Yes. So, so we're going to be doing that for three or four days. Mm. Um, and so Yes, you'll want to come. And what's a little taste of what you're going to be offering at the retreat? Because Meg's one of the facilitators, uh, just to remind you, we're not sitting in a classroom all day or anything like that, but you will have an opportunity <laughs> to work with Meg for about an hour, an hour and a half, and then yes. also one-on-one -on -one if you want to. So what kind of things would they be doing with you? 
So um, we'll, we'll back it up to the NLP and we'll just stick with NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is essentially a, a big long way to say your mind plays tricks on you all the time. I just help you trick it back. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's retraining your brain, retraining your thoughts. And, and with that comes unwiring all of the old thoughts that you don't want that might be keeping you in that state of not happiness. So if you think about just, a, it, it could be a big aspect of your life. It could be a small one. It could be multiple uh, somewhere in your life where you're not happy, uh, not fulfilled, you're not feeling in line with your purpose. Um, and it's really, it's really about feeling whole, right? Mm. Cause happiness can be, um, you know, it's so dependent on external things. So bringing that happiness back to mm-hmm. your whole self. Yeah. And so you can take that happiness, uh, back with you after you leave the retreat and you can be whole with that happiness and and take it into your daily life and uh, really just rewiring rewiring, uh, the the neural synapses in your brain that can help you believe that you can be happy. Yeah. And so this isn't uh, magic or witchcraft. It really is because we do it together sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so wh- what are some examples, like uh, just using certain words or choosing yes. to use different words? And I've had this experience. I'll share some of mine in a minute. But uh, using different language can completely change the way I feel about something. Because when you say something over and when I say something over mm-hmm. and over again, it becomes feeling very real. Like we were talking about one example, if I say, oh, I was triggered by that, or they made me feel something or other, that's going to take me down a path that's really not very helpful compared Mm -hmm. to what would be another way. Well, the thing about your words is your your thoughts form your words. So Mm -hmm. if you can start to become conscious, right? Conscious life coaching is becoming conscious of the thoughts that are going on in your head and being conscious of the words that you speak Mm -hmm. and then making sure they align with what you want. Um, And in this example of the trigger, you know, you can say, oh, this person did this, this person did this, and you're focused on what you don't want or what you don't like, what you don't have. And everything has that negative, almost an intention behind it. It does. I'm just focusing on this negativity. And I'm also focusing uh, on something that is, again, outside of myself. They did this. Mm -hmm. They did this. The situation is this. This is the circumstance. And when things are outside of you, there's no personal power associated with that. Right. It's really giving up control to say. And I do this. I think to myself or sometimes even say it. They made me do this or he made me do this Mm -hmm. or something outside me now is taking away my power. It's like, wait a second. Exactly. That's not, I don't want to give away my power. No, you want to keep your power. But yeah. we we fear um, being, you know, having ownership of our own power in our own circumstances, in our own uh, reactions, because we fear that that responsibility is associated with blame. Mm-hmm. So, and blame is a very negative emotion. I've never... I've never ever once seen blame associated with happiness. Right. right? So we yeah. just actually eliminate that. Let's reframe the thought and say, no, it's all about having ownership of your life, power of your own decisions, your own uh, outcomes. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if I know if I can take control and personal power and ownership of my thoughts from there, it's going to resonate as words. And then for these words to resonate, and this is why it's so important to be very choosy about what you say, your actions come from the words. So rather than saying that this person triggered me, 
they did this, they did this. Where does that leave you? It leaves you focused on the problem. And powerless. And powerless. Right? You can take no moves. Right. Yeah. But if you say, hey, I'm going to take ownership and responsibility, this person, actually one of my favorite quotes, and we talked about this at the last retreat, was uh, nobody triggers you. People show you what your triggers are Mm -hmm. because they're yours. That's right. And so keeping that power within you, thank you, universe, uh, God, source energy, whoever your higher power is. Thank you, higher self, for showing me where I'm not healed yet. That's really, really useful. And so I've, Mike's been teaching me this and I can say I use it most days. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. There's a lot of triggers. I mean, right, <laughs> right, potential triggers, right? So for example, yesterday, something happened and I felt a wave of emotion, which I could have called somebody triggered me, but I was able to remember this and go, okay, I'm feeling this. What does that show about me? Like what mm-hmm. happened that caused me to have this wave of emotions before I blamed the other person? I mean, I almost did. It's like you have to sort of catch yourself. <laughs> you, yeah, you catch yourself. I did catch myself. I was so proud of myself. Good job. That's, That's hard to do. Right. It feels I, hard to do. I caught myself you know? and was like, okay, why am I feeling this wave of emotion? In that particular case, it was triggering some abandonment or some other feelings mm-hmm. in me. The other person had nothing to do with it. Right. And I was able to just stop and, and take ownership of that. I mean, what a different outcome because in the past, I might have started a fight. I mm-hmm. might have... Uh, left, I might have done something that was really harmful. Yeah, and you're filled with negative energy. Right. And then I'd still Ugh. be in a bad mood today and all the things. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's so interesting how you can just stop. You actually can. Yes. Um, yeah. And then realize that's happening and then choose different words. Right. Choose different words and then you choose different outcomes and actions, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm saying, okay, instead of sitting here blaming, you did this, you did this, you did this. Right. Now I'm saying, okay, what is myself trying to tell me about myself? Because mm-hmm. it's all about, I mean, we all have egos. It's all about ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's not a bad thing, right? What is myself trying to tell me about myself? It's, it's kind of like when you go back with little kids, it's like, what are your feelings trying to <laughs> <Right>. tell you? <laughs> Yeah. And then we, we cross over into adulthood and that goes out the window, right. you know, but it, it really is that basic. It's like, what are my feelings trying to tell me? Okay, let me pause. Yes. And before I, you know, go off on someone with these hurtful words, which mm-hmm. then that's energy and energy transfers between people. And then now that person's absorbing that negative energy and right. it's this chain effect, right? And so, okay, this is telling me I have a, a little a little fear of abandonment here. What can I do? Mm-hmm. So now we're focused on a solution. Yeah. To how can I? What can I do? What can I process this? What am I not dealing with? Because um, ultimately, that is keeping you from your happiness. Because That's right. we think if we stuff these these negative feelings down and just ignore them, that they're not there. But really, they just get stuffed down and down and down and down, further down, and they you're more easily triggered. Right. Because yeah, it's like now a, it's just, ugh. I love that image. It's like a Coke can that's been shaken, and then you poke a hole in it. A, right. Yeah. Yeah, so that it just releasing One that tiny little pressure. Hole. Yeah, releasing that pressure slowly by yourself and not inflicting it on other people yeah. is, a, is a, mm-hmm. a real uh, practice. It's a practice meaning you. I have to practice it because, yes. you know, the natural <laughs> course is mm-hmm. to do what most people do and just feel hurt and then unleash that on another person. And that's just uh, really not a way to have good relationships. No, no. Or to feel happy. Right. And be happy in your relationship. Happy in a relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. and with others and making sure that you do it authentically. Mm -hmm. Right. I 
I mentioned the Enneagram. It's a personality test, and I think we always link the the test down in the in the notes. Um, it's a great personality test that really shows you why you do things. Mm-hmm. And an Enneagram seven is typically the happiest one. Yeah. Um, but because we we fear, it tells you what your motivators are, your core fear and your core desire. And a seven is being fears, being sad and trapped in un, like negative feelings. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, um, I mean, and I had been through some really difficult times in life, but putting on this mask, this happy face to the world, because I just wanted to be happy. Mm-hmm. And that was just, you know, the little tip of the iceberg. And yeah. then, and that comes from fear, right? It comes it, from fear of right. not wanting to confront hard emotions. And yeah. it's like that, but ultimately you want to have that authentic, happy and whole going right. back to the yeah. two being, um, together relationship with yourself and then with others. Yeah. Which is such a beautiful idea. And you might be listening and think, oh, that sounds like something I could never do. You can actually, and it's not overnight. It's a, it's a lifelong practice. I I love that you said practice because Mm -hmm. do it every day. Uh huh. And that's Mm -hmm. how your brain works. So, uh, NLP is all about rewiring the brain and how, um, let me see, how can I say this in a, a, well, We'll call it a, a short, short little description here, but um, neurons that wire together, fire together. Mm-hmm. And I always describe it. You might have a negative thought or an unhappy belief about yourself, uh, something that's causing you to not be happy. And these these two neurons are like in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. and they're never going to break up. They're in love. They're going to keep this negative thought for as long as you'll allow it. But then when you start thinking a new thought, like these other little other little neurons start to fire off and it takes that repetition Mm -hmm. of them constantly showing up to nag these two enough to be like, you know what, honey, I'm just going to go check out what's going on over there. Oh, this happy thought. And that is how you retrain your brain. So it does take a daily practice, which is why affirmations are huge, Mm -hmm. meditation, visualization, um, doing something like a retreat that really kickstarts your deep journey with yourself. Yeah, and so I love retreats, mm-hmm. obviously. I go to a lot of them. <laughs> yes. um, but there's something, so you can see a psychologist for an hour a week. You can have a coach uh, periodically or have a relationship with someone else who's helping with this maybe once a week or however often you're mm-hmm. able to. And that's fantastic. So please do that. There's something really special about being immersed in this for three or four days. Yes. Uh, because of that repetition and just the immersion, just like if you were learning a new language, of course, mm-hmm. you learn it faster if you go to France and, and immerse right. yourself. So these practices are things that you literally can learn in a few days. Yes. And then we'll also be providing a lot of support afterwards so that mm-hmm. you can keep doing them afterwards because the idea of this is really transformational. Now, you can yes. go to Costa Rica to have a great time. And that's oh, we have a great time yeah. too. <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with that. If the least you got out of it was just a great time at the beach, that would be yeah. pretty good. But actually, yeah. we're suggesting that you would actually come back from this with tools to literally be happier for the rest of your life. Right, right. It's a great mm-hmm. place to get the information and get the mm-hmm. tools um, and and take them out into your daily life. It's not hey, I'm going to be happy for four days and then I'm going to go back to yeah. whatever is is creating this unhappy situation or circumstance in your life, um, you know, going back to what we said before, you, everything comes from within you. Mm-hmm. So your happiness is going to go wherever you go. So you take this back, you take our tools back with yourself into your daily life and start applying them and practice and, you know, a month in and mm-hmm. you're doing all these 
little tiny things. It's not, you know, we're all, we're all busy. We're all, we all have lives. We all have families. We have friends. We have commitments. It's these little things that you can, you can change daily that over time make a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, really, Yes, if you you could do an hour a day, or you could do a few minutes a day. I mean, these mm-hmm. are these yes. are small things five that minutes a day. Make a huge difference, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I like the idea of multiple times a day. A few weeks ago, I interviewed Yanni Shanti, who's going to be another one of yes. the facilitators. And one of the things he says a lot that I love, and I've repeated it many times, is that every moment has everything that you need to either have a terrible time or a great time. It just mm. depends where you put your attention, which yeah. just and goes along. And where you put your energy. Right, you know? right. Mm-hmm. So t- let's talk about this energy thing because yeah. a lot of people might think that sounds weird or woo-woo, but it really is scientific. <laughs> it is, mm-hmm. yes. And, and going back into that, the, the neurons, right, mm-hmm. how, how our brains work. And this is what fascinated me because um, I have been into, you know, just, just energy. And, and I'll say it like this. Um, and I'll, actually, I'll relate this back to the retreat. When you, let's just say you're watching your favorite, I guess we'll just say like a sport, like baseball game, mm-hmm. um, and your team is winning, you feel a certain way, right? It's yeah. an emotion, but there's energy there, right? And you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, uh-huh. are they going to, I don't know, I don't know much about sports. It's a bad analogy. Well, just but... say win. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> they're, win. they're they, winning. They, they, they <laughs> home run, right? There you go. Um, right, baseball. We'll, like, every, we'll do America's <laughs> sport. Everybody knows about baseball. Um, you know, you you... They hit a home run. You're like, oh my gosh, that's energy. Yeah. But then, what happens when you maybe have a small gathering at your house and there's ten people there? Oh my gosh, that energy you can feel it even mm-hmm. more. It's like that that emotional feel that you have where it's connected, and that's what a retreat's like. Yeah. You know, or imagine a stadium full of people. You're like, oh, the energy was so good. Yeah. And really it, it is, is tied to your emotions, and that's why that energy is so powerful. So when you gather in numbers, energy multiplies, yeah. and it becomes stronger. That's called like-minded thinking. And this was also fascinating to me. And when I started really learning about the brain and how it works and an NLP and how you can really create your desired outcome beginning with your thoughts. It was, it all just made sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there is a lot of science behind that. But um, one of my favorite quotes, we'll call it, is just, and it's an easy way to remember, where's my energy going? Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, energy flows where your attention goes. Mm -hmm. And it's, what are you focused on? Yeah. Are you focused on the negative or the positive? Yeah. Energy's going to go there. I was talking last week on this uh, video about emptiness syndrome, and there was an author that I love. And if you watch the last one, you'll remember uh, this particular author, uh, uh, her name's Kelly Corrigan, by the way. Thank you, Kelly. Was writing about when she was ruminating in negative thoughts about missing her kids or, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I'm so sad and they're never going to come home or these other very negative thoughts. She would imagine herself as a photographer and shift her focus to something else. And I, I love that idea. Like that didn't make that go away. It's just, I'm not mm-hmm. going to focus on that. I'm going to just right. shift my lens to something that's more helpful, more positive to other people that need me. So it really is a, you mm-hmm. can just do that. Yeah. Um, well, it's not, it's not ignoring the problem no. either. It's, it's shifting the focus point of your thought. And, and we are meant, we're humans. We're meant to experience a wide range of emotions. And that's something that took me a long time to mm-hmm. be able to wrap my head around. Yeah, because you like being happy all the yes, time. Yes, I like yeah. being happy. Yeah. But again, stuffed feelings, right? Mm-hmm. So we process them out and you can acknowledge, I'm sad right now. I, 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 I miss my children. And then 
you acknowledge and honor that emotion, but then think back to your why. Why do you miss them? Mm-hmm. Well, I miss them because I love them so much. Yeah. They're amazing kids and they're doing this and this and, you know, and you can bring your focal point back to something positive and, and gratitude always. Yeah. But, uh, but staying in that negative thought can really take you to some spiraling places and it's hard to get out of. Absolutely. You know? Right. I mean, this sort of, you could argue is the origin of depression and mm-hmm. other things that can really be debilitating. So yeah, absolutely. None of this is suggesting just like unicorns and rainbows and no. everything's great because life does have suffering in it. Yeah. But we're so biased to think so much about the suffering, that negativity bias, at least give the same amount of attention yeah. to the good stuff. Which, exactly. Because yeah. we have been automatically trained, mm-hmm. right? Those, those two neurons that are so strong. Um, we have been trained to think that way. We automatically think worst case scenario mm-hmm. or when's the other shoe going to drop or they're not going to call me and, and going, we were talking about how to use your words. Um, it's kind of like what unhappiness are you creating in your life and taking ownership? And I know it sounds like a lot, like I'm not doing this to myself. Mm-hmm. But again, let's go back to, it's not about blame. It's about ownership. If I'm going to take the power, then I'm going to take the power, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm taking the power to change my life, I have to take the ownership of it. And it's like, what words are you saying that are supporting the outcome that you don't want? And mm. kind of going into what we did last weekend yes. uh, with the lucky girl syndrome, yes. which is fun. Yeah. It's, yes. What words are you using <laughs> that is supporting the outcome that you don't want? That's mm-hmm. source repeating. Yeah. Right. Because if there's any situation, there's an outcome that we wish for, that we prefer, and, and one that we don't prefer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, we can't guarantee we're always going to get what we want. So it's not that, is it? It's more we, we're, we're becoming who we are and finding what is the right outcome for that person. Right. right. Yeah. I, and I love the way you explained that to me. I probably didn't do it justice just then. No, you, I think you did a great job. <laughs> it's a lot, too. So, so here's an example. So Meg helps all of my family with her coaching. So uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. it was just last weekend, yeah. one of my daughters was in that place that you're in if you're waiting to find out what sorority you're in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she had two choices and one she preferred over the other, and she was actually getting herself in a bit of a tizzy about right, that spiral, this, right? Like, what if this doesn't work out? And oh my gosh, my Ooh, life's going to be yeah. all the, oh my, it's not going to work. And oh my God, there was actually no evidence for that. I mean, if you looked at the situation from an outsider's point of view, there was every reason why what she wanted would happen, but she mm-hmm. was stuck in this negative spiral. And so then we started talking about lucky girl syndrome, which I don't know about because I don't follow TikTok, but they did. So what, mm-hmm. what is that about this lucky girl? So idea? there was this huge trend going, this is a couple months back, but if you just look up lucky girl syndrome, I'm mm-hmm. sure tons of things will pop up. But it's essentially these, these girls started this trend where they would walk around saying, oh, I'm so lucky, I'm so lucky. And then lucky things would happen to them. You know, they mm-hmm. would get... Um, so, you know, circumstances or situations that were, were very atypical and like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. And so it was like this, oh my gosh, is this the magical spell? Is lucky girl syndrome real? And the way it works, it actually is because your mind, going back to, you know, energy flows where your attention goes, but then where you put your attention, um, your mind looks for reasons to support what it already believes. Yes. So if you believe, oh, something amazing is going to happen to me today, then your mind is actually going to start to look for it. Mm-hmm. So really, it's about uh, something that I thought was really interesting. You know, we don't use a lot of our minds. We don't use a lot of our brain power and our energy. 
Uh, we don't tap into our full potential, you know, mm -hmm. you know, but really it's because we're not looking for it because right. we're so focused. We've got little blinders on of, I'm not going to get into the sorority that I want. What if they pick this other person? And that, that goes back into what thoughts and what words are you using that are creating the outcomes that you don't want because it's mm -hmm. giving power to them. Yeah. So by saying, oh, something amazing is going to happen to me today, or I'm going to get the job interview, or I'm going to find a romantic partner, by saying these things out loud, it, one, puts energy out there supporting what you actually do want, not what you don't want. And then it's actually creating a solution-based lens mm -hmm. in your mind to actually look for opportunities. Yeah, so you'll see it when mm -hmm. it happens. Because I think it, the obvious thing you might be thinking is, oh, you can't, so you can't control whether they hire you or not, or in this situation, you can't control if the sorority picks you or not. Mm -hmm. But if you're showing up confident, like, I got this, I'm a lucky girl, mm -hmm. they're going to notice that. So yes. I interview a lot of people <laughs> for jobs, and if someone shows up and they are, they're portraying that energy, I got this. I'm worth it. I belong here. Absolutely, I'm going to notice that rather yeah. than if they show up like, oh, you're not going to hire me. Right. I'm probably not. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to get this job. That energy is, I can even, I can feel it now just talking mm -hmm. about it. And so this is really funny. So Meg had a whole bunch of 18 year old girls <laughs> singing the Lucky Girl song and saying, I'm a lucky girl. I deserve yeah. to be here. Good things are going to happen to me today. And, and it worked. It guess what they did. <laughs> um, and it was lovely because it, it's just such a simple example. And truly, if it hadn't turned out because they were in a space where they believed they were lucky and good things mm -hmm. were going to happen, they would have reframed it. So, mm -hmm. oh, I wasn't supposed to be in that one after all, though this right. is not the right thing for me. Or it's it's being, it's not so much, oh, I can wish whatever I want, you know, magically to happen. I think for me, it's whatever happens is going to be the right thing for me. Right. And being open to getting what you want mm -hmm. and being open to something even better because I, yes. I'm sure, and I know I have had multiple scenarios of this where I didn't get what I wanted. Right. Yes. And, uh, you know, um, I think even a year ago, this was a big one for me. Um, so if you don't know this, I'm also a soul cycle instructor and I was up for a promotion and I didn't get it. Mm. And I could have, and I really wanted it. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. and I know I deserved it. <laughs> I will say that. You should have, <laughs> yes. by the way. Yeah. I did deserve it. So that's a whole <laughs> other thing. Do you even think that you deserve to get what you yes. want, which is a whole other mind, uh, We'll trick. just call it yeah. trick. It's a realm. Yes. Um, and I that's what I coach on. But um, I know I deserved it, but I ended up not getting it. And I chose to not get upset about it mm -hmm. because the same reel had happened the year before. I did not get this promotion. And I went into this really big negative spiral. Yeah. And the next couple of months of my life were kind of miserable. And I, right. I did it to myself. My friends were like, can you stop talking about this? Because right. It's just not helpful. It's not helpful. Right. And it definitely wasn't solution-based. I definitely wasn't mm -hmm. looking for anything. And then this past year, the same thing happened. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to know that I didn't get what I wanted because there's something better out there for me. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I negotiated essentially unlimited paid time off um, because we do a lot of global retreats. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, that actually worked out better for me. Right. Yeah. But I didn't, I wasn't even on my radar. And had I been in this negative spiral of, oh, well, yeah. you know, you, you didn't give me the raise. You, you, yes. you, you don't appreciate me, this and that, whatever. 
which I did feel those emotions, then you process them out and you start to think about, okay, well, what is going to work for me? What, what can I do? Let me take my power back. Okay. Well, if you're not going to give me this promotion, um, you know, as well as I do, I deserve it. You know, whatever reason, um, I didn't get it, but I kind of can use that as leverage. And now I'm thinking of a solution Mm -hmm. that actually ended up working out better for me because I was gone a lot on retreats. Right. So Yeah. So that, mm-hmm. that was really fun for me to see because yeah. we've done it together as adults, but seeing, I mean, this can work for anybody, even anybody. A, anybody. even an 18 year old. And they were so funny doing this, by the way. And uh, if you don't know the Lucky Girl song, it's really cool. I've been singing it to myself, actually. I'll put a link yeah. to that below. Yeah. Um, it's just that your attitude changes. And it might be just another version of the gratitude practice. It just refocuses your mind on what is good. Okay. Yes. Because there's so much going on here. I'm going to focus on the good parts. I'm lucky. I'm I lucky things happen to me. I get right. lucky things. Uh, yeah. It's very cute. So. I, I love it. Um, I had an old boss once who, he, he was a, kind of probably the first person who introduced me to energy and um, manifesting and, you know, all this, this whole realm. And he used to call it, um, it's my birthday feeling. Right. Right. Something big is about to happen. You know, when you wake up on your birthday and you don't know exactly what it is, and it's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to get a present today or it's going to be a cake or something. It's, people are going to celebrate me today. It's going to be a really good day. Like mm-hmm. waking up every day, like it's your birthday. Like, oh, something, something good is going to happen to me that. today. Or yeah. like, remember Christmas when you were yes. a kid? Like, it's so exciting, right? Mm-hmm. And so every day has that potential. Mm-hmm. Or you can wake up and be like, it's going to be a terrible day. Um, Energy is measured in potentials. So mm -hmm. going back into that, we put a lot of energy into things that don't exist. But most of the time we put them, put our energy into things that we don't want. Mm -hmm. Even though they don't exist just as much as the things that we do want. That's right. I I mean, I I think a common place to do that is in relationships yes oh so in real life so real life for an 18 year old might be getting into a sorority that they want or the college they want we just went through all of that with my kids i've seen this really help the current relationship that i'm in i mean part of it was like the example yesterday where i felt triggered and i didn't start an argument because i was able to recognize he didn't do anything he just said something (laughs) that I responded to in the way that I chose and just was able to diffuse all of that. I mean, what an amazing skill. I'm so mm-hmm. glad I've learned. And be proud of yourself for that because that is, it's, it's a it, practice. It is practice <laughs> and it doesn't, I must say, it probably won't always work. But, you know, once you start realizing that you have the control to do that, I mean, this is where relationships start reaching the mm-hmm. next level. Yes. So what are, what are some other ways if we're talking about like interpersonal relationships, maybe with a partner or even a friend, a spouse? So one thing I, I commonly hear is uh, the if, if someone doesn't have a partner and they want one, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm looking for a romantic partner. Yeah. That is my desire, right? I have a desire for a romantic partner. And, or, or it could um, I'll, I'll stick with this example that we'll use it for, for any relationship status that you might be in. But I have a relation or I have a desire for this relationship. That is my inherent desire. But then my thoughts say, you know, something happens, maybe um, you match with someone on an app or through a dating service or something, a blind date, and they didn't show or they weren't the person for you or they didn't call you back or whatever it might be. Somebody yeah. disappointed you. Mm-hmm. And you start to think, oh, well, I'm never going to find anybody. Right. And then you say that out loud. Yes. So 
energy and power and energy, and then I'm going to say it out loud. I, there's no, there's no good, there's no good guys out there. There's no good women out there. There's, I'm never going to find anybody. I'm going to be alone forever, even if you're joking about it. Yes, you know. And then you'll look for what? See, this. I, I'm going to prove my point by look. This happened to me. So we start looking yes. for reasons to support it. Yes, which we can find. If oh, we you always find what you look for. That's right. Yeah. So, so now, now I'm sure I'm never going to meet anyone because mm-hmm. uh, that just proved it. See, he didn't call me back or he wasn't a good mm-hmm. guy. So that proves everybody's not good and I'll yeah. always be alone. Right. So you can see how this it's a It's a trickle effect. What's an alternative way to deal with that? Um, one thing I love to, again, bring it back to self. I, I love affirmations. I love mantras. Um, I actually just talked about this in a a free masterclass on manifesting and using your words and your thoughts. And I'll be sure to tag that in the the notes as well. Um, if you would like that, it's, it's absolutely free, but it, something that you can say is bring it back to self and saying, um, I am ready for a relationship that makes me feel alive. And I, I am ready to receive a partner who loves me, who treats me kindly and, we do fun things together or whatever your mm-hmm. thing might be. Start there and just saying, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to say things like, I know that I'm going to find it. Yeah. You know, and you can elevate it. There's different um, approaches that you and levels that you could take with this. But you can just start saying, that person was not for me, but I know my person's out there. Yeah. That's all. Like, it can be something so, so simple. My person is is out there waiting for me, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, or I believe my person's out there, right? Because you're not going to find something that you don't believe in. That's right. Yeah, you will. You'll find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And this, and really, I've seen this work for myself and my kids, like everybody, and like you know, like I said, coaches the whole family. Um, another example that we mentioned a long time ago. I had a brief period of time where I was really disconnected from one of my adult children, and mm-hmm. I thought it was forever. Mm-hmm. Like she will never talk to me again. I would never hear her say, I love you. It's never going to happen. And so we did a just a visualization where you actually asked me to write down mm-hmm. my perfect day with her in the future. Maybe, and my perfect day was something like, well, she called me and asked me to go shopping. And then we had lunch and we went shopping. And then she asked my opinion about her clothes or just that lovely stuff you might do with a daughter. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? We have been doing all exactly those things this yes. past two weeks decorated her new apartment. She's texted me three or four times a day, sent me pictures this morning. Mm-hmm. She sent me a photo of what she was wearing for school yeah. and said, I love you without me saying it first. You would never believe, you could easily have created a story where I did not allow any space for that. And if I had stayed mm-hmm. in that space where you're never going to talk to me again, yeah. maybe I would have just given up or I would have mm-hmm. stopped or created. Or you're looking, at, you're, yeah, you're yeah. looking for the ways where it's not going to work. Right, I would have created the situation where that might have actually been the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it is really powerful. And can you change other people? No. But, but with the energy we put out, we can certainly, I became more open and more mm-hmm. approachable and whatever it was I was doing that she didn't like. Apparently I stopped doing that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just true. You know, yeah. Sometimes people just need space. or Right. And you show up as your authentic self where you're not consumed by negative right. energy or yeah. thoughts of things that don't happen. But what we do is, we say, oh, they're not going to call me back or mm-hmm. I'm never going to find anybody or they'll never, we'll never have this relationship uh, because we protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We think that, oh, if I'm going to control the outcome, I'm not even going to entertain the, 
the desire that I want, the outcome that I want, because if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And we think that that is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I, so I, I, I grew up with this and my mom, bless her heart, had been brought up with this idea too. And so my sisters and I were sort of taught to stay low below the radar mm-hmm. because falling doesn't hurt as much if you're at a low place. I mean, that was how she was brought up. Yeah. Like, don't be proud. Don't ask for what you want. Don't put yourself out there in a positive way because you're going to get hurt. And so mm-hmm. her goal was to prevent us getting hurt. But the outcome was, like many women, we were conditioned to not ask for what we want, not mm-hmm. believe that we could be successful, all of these but things. But you didn't deserve it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was very detrimental. And it, and it's an old-fashioned way of parenting and love you, mom. But yes, mm-hmm. that's not helpful. We've we've um, evolved and elevated <laughs> in our knowledge. And so <laughs> yeah. asking for what you want. So this is, this is another frame of the same thing. Um, we're not, we don't often, ask, we often don't ask for what we want uh, because we're afraid mm-hmm. that we won't get it maybe. But so how does that work in relationships? Like what's wrong with asking for what you want? You know, it's, it's a vulnerable space mm-hmm. because we don't know the other person's viewpoints. Yeah. Um, but if we put too much emphasis in external validation and external components and not enough of self in that mix, then yeah, that's very daunting. Oh my gosh, my whole world is going to crumble. Mm -hmm. If the other person doesn't, you know, say yes to this is what I I want in a relationship. And that's where we start to keep ourselves small or we compromise and say, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And then you end up in a relationship and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't like this person at all. I'm not happy at all. How do I get out? And I'm speaking from experience because I was married once. <laughs> so that's that's exactly what I did. I never asked for what I want because, right. you know, we, we think we're not going to get it. And it goes back to that fear of disappointment. But that's not the worst thing is the, first of all, it doesn't exist yet. It's yes. a potential. And you're putting more power in creating it because you're focused on it. It's like, why don't you ever think about what is going to work out for you? Right. What would happen if I asked? And they said, yes. That's right. Ooh, yeah. well, what would that be like? Can I at least make it 50-50 in, in evening the playing field here? Do I even think about what that would be like if they say yes? Yeah. I have this thing that I've been doing, I think I told you, mm-hmm. of asking for outrageous things. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if they say no, I'm fine. And so going back to, you know, happiness has to be sourced from inside. Mm -hmm. I have asked for some pretty outrageous things and people have said yes, like asking people to come to my retreat Uh and they've said yes. Or other things, you know, asking, gosh, just a lot of things, asking for somebody to do something. And often they said yes. Now, sometimes they didn't and Mm -hmm. I was totally fine. I mean, I didn't lose anything. No. Because my happiness is not dependent on somebody external. Right. But it's amazing what you get if you ask for it. Um, And guess what you get if you don't ask for it? It's a 100% chance you're not going to get it. And And two things. um, I saw this really good. If I I can find the video, I'll I'll Mm -hmm. give it to you to link. But this guy, I saw him speak in, in person and it was fabulous. But he has a TED Talk and it's all about rejection and overcoming the fear of rejection and it's essentially like re- rejection is a numbers game. Mm-hmm. So if you ask for all these things, he started hearing yes. So he started asking for all these outrageous things. And he got to do all of these really cool things like drive strangers Lamborghinis and fly a plane and things like that. Like crazy stuff. 
But he's like, oh my gosh, I would have never gotten to do these things if I hadn't asked for them. Mm -hmm. Now, on the, the flip side of this, we don't ask. And it's like, have you ever, on either side of the situation, have you, I mean, there's absolutely nothing worse than wanting something, not asking for it, and then the person finds out that you want it, and then they're like, I wish you just I would have asked. Have done that. Right. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, I could have avoided this whole thing if I had just asked. That's right. You know? And, and then you and you can't change it then because yeah. what's done is done. But I think there's an idea too in that that a lot of people like me, I love to be generous. If somebody if I knew yes. you wanted something, I'd right. love to give it to you. Uh-huh. Because that makes me happy too. But I, I wouldn't know if you didn't ask. Right. So Well, and that's another thing that I coached because the mind is really tricky because we actually create this we'll call it like energetic aura around us that we give off this energy of rejection mm-hmm. of no, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. And people can feel your energy, right? Mm-hmm. I know that for sure. You, somebody yeah. walks into a room mad, you feel that, right? right? Somebody walks in happy, you feel that too. Yes. And so you create this little aura around you of it's rejection of what like receiving. And you, when you get into this overthinking reel of, oh, they're not going to give it to me anyway. I'm not going to find anybody anyway. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All these things that you don't want. So, well, they seem so far off. So I might as well not even ask. Yeah. I might as well not even, you know, match with this person or ask this person if, if they would go out with me. Or mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask my partner to do something that I think could be really good for our relationship long term. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know. That can even be, I think you've done some talks on, actually recently, I think, um, on even asking for things that you want sexually. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I can't do a recording without talking about sex. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's one aspect of relationships that I think frequently we don't ask for mm-hmm. what we want. And I know so many women, and I was in this group because I was married for a long time, where I was sort of enduring sex. And I, and in my mind, I wished he was doing something different, but I didn't have the energy or I didn't want to say anything. I, I, you know, you sort of think, mm-hmm. oh, we've been together for so long. Now, if I said something, it would be weird. Yeah. So you're just sort of living in this state where you're not feeling whole, not getting what you wish for, and not saying something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I had known what I know now, I would have just asked for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ask. We, you know, and you know what? He would have been thrilled. Right. Uh, it turns out because <laughs> most of the time the response is probably positive. That's right. I mean, if, if you're in an intimate relationship, yeah. somebody tells you what they want. I am so thrilled to hear that because we want to just stick with the generosity thing. We mm-hmm. want to make our partners happy. Right. With a hope, at least if you're with someone who doesn't. That's right. If you're in a healthy relationship. But here's the thing. If you're not in a healthy relationship with someone and you ask and they say no, that might be a sign that they maybe they're... Not the prison. That's right. You know. you know, so you really, again, going back to whatever happens, would the universe is really working in your favor. So always, if we ask for something and we don't get it, you could, there's so many examples. Like like the example you gave about mm-hmm. uh, not getting what you wanted and it turned out better. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter, if she hadn't got sorority number one, number two would have been better. Uh, you know, so it, it's always that way. If I ask for something intimately, if my partner didn't want to do that, uh, you know, there'd be a better outcome. Maybe that's not right. the for me. But it just it could be not, not the, way, right? right. I was going to say, <laughs> if right. you're in a relationship with a man, probably, you know, he's like, yes. Right. yes. <laughs> um, but, and, and the, here's the thing too. Yeah. Cause you're going to get what you want or something better. Mm-hmm. 
you're with a partner who I constantly feel like I can't voice what I want, mm -hmm. maybe that's not a healthy relationship. Or maybe your relationship could deepen and you can experience and get to that level by opening those lines of communication. And maybe that's the first step. Maybe even by saying something that you do want, because I also, you know, we talk about this all the time, but boundaries, some things are go against either your boundaries or, the, or your partners. And it just might be something that it's, it's a no for them, but at least opens the door yeah. for something else or they know, oh, you're interested in this or talking about it. Talking about right. it. Let's, what's, oh, can we find a compromise? You're not even going to find a compromise if you've never even voiced your, yeah. your desire. That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a, you know, I know we talk about this a lot, but just talking about sex or intimacy always mm -hmm. makes it better no matter mm -hmm. what happens. So sometimes we're the one to start the conversation. I would say most frequently it might be the female partner if you're yeah. in a heterosexual relationship. So like Meg said, I mean, maybe opening that conversation can heal the relationship or deepen mm -hmm. it. So there's yeah. really no way that's going to go in a negative direction. Right. One of my favorite things, and I think it comes from Oprah, she has this, um, what I know for sure or what mm -hmm. I know for certain. And what you know for certain is if you do not voice what you want, you're not, he's not going to know, or she's not going to know that you want it. Right. Well, that's you're, for sure. You're not going to get yeah. it. That, that's the for sure. Yeah. Those are the odds, right? Going back to the numbers game, right? If you think about it from this perspective, that's the odds. hundred percent not going to happen. Well, now I look at this and let's just say it's, I don't, I still like, I'm still my, you know, I don't think my partner's going to say yes. And there's fear and all the things, but let's just say I'm going to entertain it anyway. He might say yes, or she might say yes. So there's one percent more than zero. Yeah, <laughs> it's more than zero. Right. You know what movie is that? Like, so you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, exactly. I yeah. I can't remember the movie. Yeah. I think it's Dumb and Dumber actually. But right. um, but there's a chance, right? Mm -hmm. Give yourself a chance. Yeah. Because you know why Better than would you zero. not? Right. Better yeah. than zero. Yeah. Such good life lessons. So. This is what we're going to be doing, some version of this for three or four days yes. in Costa Rica. And I, hopefully you can already see just this energy when women get together, mm -hmm. and not just women, when people get together, but this is a group of women in particular yeah. who are talking about these things. Uh, you're just going to be so deeply connected, even after the first meeting if you go and you don't know anybody after by the first evening now you've got like 25 best friends it's incredible yes. how it, connected oh, we get it's so nice to see the the women from the last retreat still connecting and yeah. being friends and going here together and, and so if you're if you're coming with a friend that is great it's a great experience to deepen your friendship and meet other people and if you're coming by yourself what great i mean what great place what a better place to, to meet people than meeting other people who are also showing up yeah. interested in the same things that you are yeah. also alone that's the best place to really meet is. people it's it's magical and so. and going back to the you know you're watching the baseball game at the stadium that energy it's called collective energy and you you literally grow mm -hmm. so much together yeah because of that co-creative space and that's why people describe these retreats as magical, life-changing, transformational in even just a short amount of time because mm -hmm. of the collective energy of the group. So if you're thinking about it, yes, come join us. Yeah. And it is possible to do by yourself, but we're putting everything to make it easier. Mm -hmm. The beach, beautiful, comfy hotel, yes. swimming pools, fantastic food, beautiful everything. So <laughs> That it takes, sounds wonderful. Sign takes, me up. <laughs> 
you're signed up. <laughs> yes, um, I'm, I will be there. <laughs> so obviously you can be happy anywhere, right? If you're really evolved, um, <laughs> we always are shooting for being happy in any yeah. place, any time, but we're setting up the stage for it to be really easy. The beach, <laughs> beautiful restaurants, comfy room, wonderful people, fantastic weather. So it just makes yes. that a little bit easier. Not to say we can't be happy anywhere, of course we can, but this is a really easy place to be happy if you've been to Costa Rica before. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just hard not to be, right? Yeah, so real. it's always so delightful to have you here. Thank you so much oh, for your you. time. And of course. I would always feel better even after talking to you for a short time. Uh, so oh, tell, tell, um, tell us like where we can find you. And I know you're doing some really exciting new things, rebranding your website and yes, what's, what's the is, life for you right It now. is out. So I have started, um, I'll, I'll make sure I list the website in the notes. Um, but I'm coming out with tons of digital content. So self-guided programs that you can do on your own, on your own time. Because I know it's hard for people to, you know, everyone's busy and everyone has um, crazy schedules. And uh, some people maybe don't have access or the time availability to meet one-on-one -on -one with the coach. So I am uh, have all these digital products coming out, self-guided courses. I have that free, it's a 30-minute video, basically a free masterclass on how to manifest and uh, starting with your thoughts and using that NLP scope and, and pairing it with energy. So that's what I'm working on right now. Um, of course, my podcast as well, which I know you are very overdue to, to come on. <laughs> it's great, by the way. Um, well, we'll link to the podcast. And there was one that we I listened to just last week with the girls about lucky girl syndrome mm -hmm. and so many yeah. other really fun topics. Oh, yeah. I can tag that one too. I'll, I'll, I'll link that. I'll yeah. send you that one too. And so uh, the link to the retreats below, you can find me and Mug and several other fantastic people there. Yes. And if you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Always love to see those five-star reviews if you'd like to write one. And I can't wait to see you next week. Mm -hmm.